From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, January 15th. I'm Sarah Reith. Not quite a year after the chaotic evacuation of Creekside cabins following the appearance of a sinkhole between the community and Highway 101, Mendocino County and the property owner are in a dispute over abatement costs and who's responsible for allowing the sinkhole to develop. The parties presented arguments at an administrative hearing before Anthony Farrington, a Lake County attorney serving as the hearing officer on December 13th. In the last few days of 2022, a series of storms washed out the only entrance to Creekside Cabins, an RV park on Highway 101 by Reeves Creek just north of Willits. Over 50 people were stranded as the county, state agencies, and the property owner, Teresa Thurman of Hauser Holdings, argued over who was responsible for repairing the sinkhole and who caused it. Though the State Department of Transportation owns the small parcel where the damage occurred, Caltrans contends that repairing the failed culvert is Thurman's responsibility, since it was used almost exclusively by her tenants to access her private property adjoining the highway. In the days following the collapse, the county declared a public health emergency due to sewage leaking onto the ground and deemed the property a public nuisance. On January 25th, Wailati Resource Management installed a narrow temporary bridge for a two-day evacuation in which some former residents' trailers were damaged and a tow truck driver was injured. Now the county is trying to recover $254,000 for the contract with Wailati and staff time. But Thurman's attorneys say the county had no jurisdiction since the mobile home park has been regulated by the state since 1981. They argue that the county improperly obtained warrants to conduct inspections and that any evidence presented as a result of the searches they characterize as illegal should be barred. In Hauser Holdings' abatement brief, Thurman's attorneys wrote the county cannot recover because it failed to prove that Creekside is responsible for an agency's failure to maintain the culvert. The state did put in some appearances at the property. On January 9th, the State Department of Housing and Community Development issued a notice of violation, giving Thurman five days to provide a safe means of exit and entry for residents and emergency personnel into the park. HCD issued another notice of violation on January 27th, the day the last trailer rolled over the bridge, for leaking sewage and accumulation of trash. But in May, HCD closed the complaint, noting that staff had removed rubbish with wheelbarrows, received a burn permit from the county to burn permittable materials, and covered residents' remaining belongings with tarps and surrounded them with wattles. In emails included in the hearing packet, Thurman insists that a Caltrans representative initially told her the agency would repair the damage. But internal Caltrans emails, as well as one from Caltrans to Thurman on December 31st, indicate that the agency expected her to pay for the repairs. On January 9th, the day she received the notice of violation from the state, she also received a contract from Wailati to restore access for no more than $100,000. Wailati ended up building the temporary bridge for the county and taking erosion control measures for a little over $150,000. The Department of Fish and Wildlife forbade further work on the creek at that time of year because the steelhead spawning season officially began on February 1st. An after-action report by County Code Enforcement notes evidence that a piece of plywood had previously been anchored to the concrete headwall of the culvert to restrict its overall diameter, and that county officials, Wailati Caltrans, and CDFW agreed that there was a reasonable likelihood that this illegal modification to the culvert contributed to the failure by increasing the flow pressure. Furthermore, the observed modifications to the culvert were determined to have been completed without the benefit of a Caltrans encroachment permit or a CDFW lake and streambed alteration agreement. Said differently, according to the Hauser Holdings abatement brief, Caltrans or the county's failure to maintain the culvert led to its failure, the sinkhole, and the destruction of Creekside's access to its property. 
Creekside had no role in placing the plywood or debris in Reeves Creek, nor was the obstruction readily noticeable when using the public way access to the Creekside property. Creekside residents said differently. As night fell on January 26th, Wailati moved to block access to the temporary bridge to prevent evacuees from venturing out onto the road without traffic control. Resident Jaylene Harvey led an effort to keep the bridge open for a few more hours. As the frantic evacuation commenced, she said the sinkhole first appeared in 2017. This has been a problem for years, and the landlord has known about it. And it has not been fixed. She told the manager to just fill in some, put in some rocks and put some cones. There's a few cones there for a few years, and after about five years, it kind of just disappeared. John Fales, a longtime resident who said he'd worked on the property for decades, placed the first sinkhole a little later than 2017. He was at the far end of the park in total darkness, packed up and ready to go and waiting for someone to tow him out. KZYX and Matt Lefevre of Mendo Fever spoke to him about attempts to repair the persistent sinkhole. Two, three years ago, mm-hmm. it started, and I filled it up with a bunch of riprap stuff. You backfilled and it. And yeah. we poured gravel in there, and it was fine for until now. You know anything about plywood that ended up on in the front of the culvert? That was put there by, I believe, the manager. I'm not positive on that. What, 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 why? Because the culvert had sunk. The Got gravel you. was falling out of it. Gotcha. And so he put that like a patch up there and okay. they kept it, kept it there for a while. But The Hauser Holdings Brief argues that Creekside provides a rare source of extremely low-income housing within the county and that protecting extremely low-income housing serves the public interest and meets constitutional requirements for the use of public funds. County Council shot back writing that the exception doesn't cover building a new culvert for the primary use and benefit of a private landowner, with the incidental benefit of assisting the low-income residents that she profits from. Fales didn't care who was responsible for the hasty wintertime evacuation. The 62-year-old, who said his wife needed oxygen tanks, said he's been homeless before. I don't know how they can live with themselves, making people homeless. The hearing officer will issue his determination on February 9th. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.